Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird. Welcome to the Fresh Art International podcast. I recorded the voices you're about to hear at the Robert Rauschenberg Residency on the island of Captiva, just off the west coast of Florida. For years, legendary contemporary artist Robert Rauschenberg called this barrier island home. Following his death, a foundation turned his property into an artist's residency. The land cuts across the width of the island, stretching between Pine Island Sound and the Gulf of Mexico. Manatees, mangroves, and osprey, palm trees and shaggy pines, the sun, the moon, and the sea. When you're surrounded by all this natural beauty, you might forget that Captiva is a coastal environment endangered by sea level rise. On a sweltering hot summer day, I drive from Miami to Captiva to meet artists, writers, and scientists who aren't ignoring this threat. They're here for a special residency known as the Rising Water Confab, a month-long program exploring the topic of climate change. Amy Balkan, an artist based in San Francisco, has been here for a few weeks. She's inviting contributions to what she calls the People's Archive of Sinking and Melting. The main structure of the archive is that I can't actually put anything in the archive. The archive is made entirely of contributions, which is one reason that it's a slow process. There's a sort of framework around the contributions, which is that I'm asking people who live in a place that they decide will disappear and become uninhabitable owing to the impacts of climate change to contribute something from where they live. When I say sinking, I don't necessarily mean things going down under storm surge, but really the fact that perhaps the water may come up and that could be in a tidal event or that could just be glacial melting, more generally related to sea level rise in the longer term. Contribution can be anything. It doesn't have to be something of cultural value. Some of the things that we've received have included garbage, like a broken Verizon phone charger, instant noodle packaging. I think people might not automatically think of this project as hopeful, but I hear in the way you describe it that, it, in fact, it is. I would say it's a mixed picture, much like climate change and its political economy. So I think that, for me, it's a way to grapple with these questions. Christopher Cozier, an artist from the island of Trinidad, Tobago, is used to environmental extremes. He created a short video animation depicting a group of people making their way through deep water. Only their heads and the waves that surround them are visible. It looks like music notes. It looks like people rowing. It looks like the kind of turbulence of people being in water. And they almost seem real because when the wood crosses behind their eyes, they look like they're blinking. People coming from places like myself are always on the move. You know, the rest of the planet is always on the move. (laughs) Wars, slavery, you know, indentureship, all kinds of systems that transplant people. And then they have to kind of either keep moving or maybe try to convert that location into something meaningful to them. Even though some people are arguing that this situation will cause people to move, what I've been thinking about is that people have always been moving. People have always been moving. 
for different reasons in different parts of the Climate world. Climate change is just one of them. It's just the latest, more kind of overriding one. But, and then, so is it that we are talking to people and saying, hey, you have to move, or people who've been on the move all along. It's not that there's a divestment in location. It's that they've always been, you know, displaced and searching. Los Angeles-based artist Mick LaRusso created a microscope with an inverted web camera. He invites me to watch the short video of a water sample he collected on the first day of his residency. That was one of the most interesting samples I found while on the island. It has all of these organisms rushing around. In one drop? That's a whole world. What will you do with what you learned here? One of the ideas I had just a few days ago is this concept of creating islands with mangroves over what land is going to be sunk. So planting mangroves with these oysters that also accumulate this new land, which would also act as a kind of biosensor. It's a plan for the future mm-hmm. a proposal. Yeah, And it's inspired by islands that are already forming out in the sound. It's just such a privilege to be able to work locally, to be thinking about this issue in a place that's being very directly affected by the rising waters. Rachel Armstrong teaches living architecture at Newcastle University in England. On Captiva, her thinking about climate change takes a spiritual turn. What are you showing me, Rachel? So I'm showing you a witch bottle which I made as a charm for the land. There are three themes for the three witch bottles that I've installed in the property. And this one is, as you can see with the colours here, a charm for water. This is a protective spell for the Rauschenberg legacy and for the vision that he has of art and you know, bringing together people through ecology. Well, I've put Captiva soil in there, see, the grey soil and the shells and then the symbolism of the water. So it's trying to capture the things that we want to preserve. And then you put a purifier in there. So that would be things like salt or honey or something that would catch light. What motivated you to turn to what I would consider a spiritual practice? Yeah, essentially, I have a background in science. And one of the things that I am very careful to preserve in the work that I do is not to reduce nature into a set of soluble problems. So how do we maintain the wonder, the enchantment, the creativity of a material realm without just itemizing it into a set of disarticulated parts? And so really I was looking for knowledge forms and practices that could help me, you know, think about the, let's say, very scientific and engineering and architectural work that I do and not lose that peculiar quality that our relationship with the natural world has. For the past couple of years, Buster Simpson, a public artist based in Seattle, Washington, has organized the Rising Water Confab. Tell me what this experience has meant for your personal practice. It's really given me the time to think about this big, profound issue. We do like to be in our laboratory doing our pure research but sometimes it's, it's time to take it out. 
I'm hoping the amalgamation of all the documents that, uh, and what we've learned for the last two years will feed the foundation and this residency's program in thinking about the next steps. What could teach could serve as an example for the rest of the South Florida? I'm Kathy Bird. This episode of Fresh Art International features participants in a special Rauschenberg residency program on the island of Captiva at the edge of Florida's west coast. While most artist residencies offer space and time for individuals to work independently, for this confab, participants explore the realities of sea level rise in an endangered coastal environment. Residents seem to realize that the time has come to contemplate the inevitability of sea level rise and consider how to respond gracefully. If you live in a place that's disappearing, meaning you'll no longer be able to live there in the near future, please contact Amy Balkin at registrar at sinkingandmelting.com. Visit freshartinternational.com to see photos of my visit to the residency and learn about the program. Listen to other episodes and subscribe to the full series on iTunes, Stitcher, Android, and SoundCloud. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more conversations.